Welcome back to the Peak and Post YouTube channel and podcast with your hosts, Jamal Thompson and Matt Avila. And welcome to Teal and Steel 6, episode 6. The last one, I said the wrong one. Um, Did you really? Episode, yeah, I had to edit it. Did you say right? what you said? I said episode 4. But we, uh, had episode, we had episode 4 before that. Did the back-to-back -back posts. See, I would know if I watch it, but I hate, yeah, I hate watching myself. Yeah, so you tune into the rest of the content, right? Anyway, it's not. Uh, so how, bro? I watch. Um, I watch most of it. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Interesting week for the boys. I was about to say, very interesting week for the boys. Feeling good, bro. I'm feeling amazing. I'm don't, feeling don't immaculate. Act, don't act like you had any faith in those boys this week. No, I did not. I did not. I thought we were in your crush. Exactly. But even as the game was panning out the way it was panning out, you had no faith that you guys would be able to keep it up. I didn't. I did not. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm going against the goat. What am I supposed to think? That but hey, look, but look, horrible. here's the thing though. Yeah. I'm feeling good now. Okay. I'm feeling good now. My team is feeling good for now. We'll see how things go forward. <laughs> Tom Brady seems like he's in shambles though, so I feel like I did catch him at a good time. It was a good time to play him. It was a good time to play him. Back end of the year would not be the same result. It probably wouldn't be. So, but I'm going to take it while I can. I will take it. That offensive line for Tampa is in shambles. They cannot protect that man. They cannot block to save their life. They cannot. Under distress. You ripped into them. Player. You saw that video? That clip of them ripping into them? I don't blame them. It doesn't matter how much you rip into them. They're not going to be any better. They're yeah. missing enough pieces on that offensive line where it's like, unless you guys could pick up, like, I don't know, a trade midseason, which nobody's trading offensive linemen midseason unless they're, like, tanking or something. Unless they're but, tanking, they're retired, and you just get them off their way or off free agents. But they're we'll in, see. They're in I mean, shambles. But here's the thing, though. I did see some good stuff in this Steelers game. Obviously, we took a win versus Tampa. That's a win. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a significant a, that's win. That's big W. Um, and I'm hoping that it carries forward. We did play some really good defense against Tom Brady. Obviously, our pass rush, even without T.J. Watt, was showing up a little bit. Really happy to see that. Um, our defense has been torchable. Like, I'm talking about torchable. And y'all were down Minka this week, too. Yeah, we were. And to see that we put up a pretty good effort against Tom Brady, I'm happy to see that. And um, Kenny Pickett, unfortunately, had a concussion. Hopefully, he's okay. You know, thoughts and prayers are towards him. Um, he's probably going to miss next week if it's the same trend that everybody else is. Apparently, that's going like the, the, in addition to the rule this week is that you, no matter what happens, they're giving you that yeah, week in between. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky looked really well in the like the last quarter of the game, and it does raise a question. You know, but what did he do that was that was good? He was moving around. That's where he excels at. And Matt Canada, I'm hoping you see that. And when we have to start him next week, that is what he's good at. <laughs> he's not really good at much else, but he's good at that. So we might as well keep him on the move. Um, luckily, Chase Claypool had a really good game. Happy to see that. I'm not a, Even though I'm a Steelers fan, I'm not a big Chase Claypool fan. Over 90 yards receiving. He played pretty well. Uh, I'm not a big fan, though. Why? I mean, it's a few reasons. I mean, for one... He, he struggles to do his actual job. He has one role. He has, I mean, other than this game, failed to do that. Um, and then that. <laughs> when they were chasing, yep. When they were, when they were chasing the time and the clock and, you know, when you got to be aware of your surroundings, he was very unaware of such yeah. surroundings. Yeah, pretty much after that, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of out on him. <laughs> I do not care about the talent. I, they were actually talking about um, moving him. Do you see that? They were? Yeah. 
There are reports that they're they're possibly going to be uh, moving him. Real life sell high. Ooh. Where would they send them to? I don't know. That's a good question. Where who who needs a, a receiver like that? Um, Chiefs. Who, I mean, the Chiefs can come up on every conversation when it comes to a receiver, but that could be. I mean, they don't really have that guy really to go up and get balls, even though he doesn't do that. But they could use that. <laughs> You said you, he doesn't do that. No, so he doesn't. You're just trying to pawn somebody off who you know underperforms. I'll be, I'm okay with moving him. In all reality, I really am. Calvin Austin's looking pretty nice as well. George Pickens already kind of has that dog you know, in him. He has the number two role already. as soon as he stepped on the and field. George Pickens is already better at what Chase Claypool is supposed to be good at. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest. So at this point, what is Chase Claypool really even doing? And I'm saying this after his best game of the season. I was about to say. And that's, really I'm ripping, saying that after really this. ripping in the buddy. I, I'm sorry, bro. I'm out on him. But I'm, I do appreciate the effort this game. He did, he did play very well. Mitchell Drabisky played very well the last half. Um, Kenny Pickett looked okay. It's a hard defense to go up against. Uh, he did look very rookie um, yeah. in that game. But one thing I will point out, no turnovers. No turnovers. He's been pretty safe with the ball outside of the first game. Which yes. I still don't think many of those turnovers were necessarily on him. But that second game, even with it being a 41-point beatdown, it wasn't him. It's not like he threw like a pick six or... It wasn't him. Yeah. He threw one pick in a 41-point blowout. When you're pretty much throwing the ball yeah. the whole game. The whole game. And he was so. able to keep it against a decent secondary. Um, And then you look at this game, obviously he went out. But again, was being safe against a... Decent secondary, not the Safe, best. For sure. Decent linebacking core for sure. But yeah, and I, I'm happy to see what I saw. I mean, one thing I liked about him when he in his first couple starts is where he was being a little bit more risky with it. This game, he kind of took a step back. Don't know if I love that. Um, I don't want him to be too timid. Yeah. Um, I do want him to start slinging this thing. Um, but overall, pretty good. We'll see. What we, do you know who we play next week? I'm such a bad fan. I, I should know these things. Say, um, Sure. We'll look at it later. But I'm not sure. I know we play the Giants next week. That's gonna be a good game. But going Funny over enough. to your team, yeah. we can go ahead and transition over there. Uh, yeah. Tough loss, high scoring game. We saw them a lot on NFL Red Zone. Yeah. So we got to see a good bit. This is actually the first time we actually got together and watched some football on Sunday. Good times. Um, of course, Pittsburgh decides to win, and Jags decide to choke when we in the same room. But you know, it is what it is. You know, sometimes in life it'd be like that. I don't know, man. Tell me your thoughts. I expected our defense to show up again. No JT this week. Um, Michael Pittman and, and Matt Ryan didn't seem to be on the same page. They obviously changed the offense since we played them last. They sped it up a ton. If you have Matt Ryan throwing the ball 58 times, that means you guys times. sped the offense up a ton. Deion Jackson looked better than JT looked all year before he got hurt with the quad injury. Michael Pittman had 13 targets. I think he caught all of them. You're looking like that, but Deion Jackson looked amazing. I know, it sounds weird, but he looked amazing. I mean, I have a different opinion on that, but... Really? I don't know. I don't want to say that. He was explosive. He looked good. He's very explosive. He and looked good. I, I'm not saying the first he game for JT, JT hasn't looked like himself this year. But is that his fault? I don't know if it's his fault, but Deion Jackson's behind the same line. But yeah, five, six weeks into the season, after they kind of figure it out a little bit more. 
I mean, we saw how the Colts looked the past few weeks. Trash. And JT's back this week. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll He's see. supposed to be back I this mean, week. I mean, if you're trying to make the argument that Deion Jackson looks better than JT. Just right now, based on what I saw. I'm not saying he's better. He looked good. I think that if you're Naeem Hines, I mean, you might be a little worried. I'm not going to lie, but... Naeem Hines looked explosive, too, before he got concussed. Oh, so because everybody looked explosive. He got a lot of touches, and he looked good in three touches he got before he got concussed. What was it, two weeks ago on Thursday Night Football? Yeah. Which Thursday Night Football has been rough for concussions. It has realized it. And we kind of mentioned this. um, Concussions overall, we feel like we're just seeing them all the time. And I was like, is this just an increase in concussions? Or, and then you pointed out, I think it's just what, what, what's been happening. People are putting a lot more light on it. And when it happens, it's like a conversation. Exactly. It's not just like happening and then you move on. Like we um, talked about Cameron Bray last week. And we come back this week. But it got a third. Got carted off the field. Yeah. A third one. Get in the span him. of two weeks. That man's been, that man's a veteran. Just retire, bro. At this point, just he retired, needs uh, to hang it up. If you have three in the span of like a week and a half, I'm severely worried about your health. And we all know, I don't, I don't know his uh, medical history, but I'm sure this is not the only the three he's three. had. Yeah. I'm sure he's had, you know, maybe probably some in Little League, high school, college. You know, you and the NFL. a couple times, I believe. As a tight end, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hang it up. But back on Jags, Colts, Travis Etienne again this week. Barely outsnapped James Robinson, but explosive again. Yeah, he did over three, over three plays of over twenty yards in the first quarter. That's explosive. It is. Get the ball in his hands more. Get him more usage. He's looking good running behind the line. The lines looked better than I expected. The offense actually clicked a bit, and the defense just didn't show up. And it's oh, neither team's really. I don't understand it. Like I expected the defense to struggle a little bit on the Colts side. They were missing their captain. Um, leading tackler Darius Leonard, but we just they just did whatever they wanted. Whenever we threw a punch, we allowed him to throw two back. Um, Paris Campbell scored just despite me. Paris Campbell looked nice. He had one catch he for that nice. touchdown. That's what made him look nice. The one catch for the extended arm touchdown. It looked nice. You okay. can't tell me it didn't look nice. Yeah, man. So he also didn't have just one catch. Okay, he had three catches for like 15 yards and a touchdown. I don't think it was just 15 people. Go check. I, I bet you wrong. it was not that much. I could be wrong, but I know it's... He did not have a great day. He had a touchdown. I'm not saying he had a great day, but for how you talk about him, you think I that he just wouldn't he's... be involved hey, at all. Shouts out to him for the touchdown. It looked good. He was very athletic. Extended the ball out. Shouts out to you, Paris Campbell. I still don't think you're that guy, but you helped your team win. Um, provided problems for our defense. Seven catches for 57 yards and one touchdown. That's solid for number two. Again, shouts out to you. I was wrong. Seven catches. It's not bad. Touchdown. 57 yards. That's great for fans. Which, I mean, here's the thing, though. This man, Matt Ryan, threw the ball 58 times. Yeah. You kind of expect that. <laughs> if, if, we, he, if, if you, you dial that back to a regular type of production type game, 32 pass attempts, that kind of sounds like one or two catches. No, I, okay, I, I, I mean, no, you're not. I, 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 do, I do agree with you. Um, when you have when you throw the ball 58 times, you expect that kind of production. Somebody. If he, if he would have only had, like, one or two catches... With fifty eight tosses, that's no, that's no. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. I like I like to bug you about Paris Campbell. I'm not a big Paris Campbell fan, anyways. He is a good athlete, though. Yeah. He is a great athlete. I just think as a receiver, he hasn't figured it out yet. He hasn't really figured it out. But he, as an athlete, I mean, the one ball over across the you know the pylon, it looks he's missed good. a lot of time too, though. Like I'm harsh on that kid, but he's missed two full years or like 
played two games, missed the rest of the year, missed all of last year. So, in essence, not to give him excuses, he's technically still a rookie in mm-hmm. terms of like actual game time. So I'm being harsh. Maybe he'll develop Which, into that guy. Speaking of rookies, I mean, Alec Pierce is already... Yeah, he pooped on me too. He caught the game-winning touchdown. Which, just some fantasy talk. I mean, people probably should have already picked up Alec Pierce, but if he's on waivers, I pro- I'd probably go ahead and scoop him. He burned Shaquille Griffin, which who isn't burning Shaquille Griffin at this point in time? He always ends up... Torch. He's always in somebody's highlight video. <laughs> which, as a DB, you don't want to be in somebody's highlight no, video. No, no. But I've had to watch him be on the, the receiving end of, like, diving two yards behind the receiver that's running into the end zone. Very frustrating. Um, we said last week was, like, the last week to buy Travis Etienne low. You have another opportunity. He still hasn't scored a touchdown in the NFL. As soon as he starts finding the end zone a little bit, which he got vultured a little bit, Trevor Lawrence had two one-yard rushing touchdowns. They decided, we know you did all the work to get us down here, Travis Etienne. Or we're going to put head down Trevor Lawrence in the end zone. You think they'd give him at least one just for his first career? No, nah, they didn't care. <laughs> like, they said, like, oh, oh Lutian hasn't had a touchdown? Let's, let's just give him a little nah. ISO. Nope, nothing. Um, on top of that, this is the first time in football history, I saw this stat, the quarterback had like over 80% of his passes completed, no interceptions, um, multiple touchdowns, and lost. Says a lot about the defense right now. How? Defense. How are we finding new ways to lose games? That's also what's frustrating. It's just straight up defense. But we shut them out last time. This defense had, which again, which, our defense is predicated on turnovers. We got none, I think, this this Sunday. Yeah, I don't think I ran to do it. Yeah, so I feel like we are benefiting a lot off getting extra possessions, and we did not get any of those. And I mean, I don't know if they're a bend not break defense. I feel like more of like a bend react take the ball away so they don't have to be on the field as long, hides a lot of deficiencies. I feel like turnovers hide a lot of deficiencies. And when a team's able to just have consistent drives on us, we might see the holes in the defense. I mean, we had a conversation. I mean, not really just me and you, but anybody that's a fan of the NFL, Jags weren't going to be very impressive this year anyways. And the fact that y'all have been able to shut out the Colts, um, which, to be fair, the Colts did look really bad, and they're starting to click. They're starting to get it. And now you have JT coming back. I think they're gonna even look even a little better. Thirty-eight to ten against the Chargers, but again, we forced defenses, we forced turnovers in that game as well. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of things that take away. I mean, the fact that you're able to put up twenty-eight points, twenty-seven points against the Colts, um, the offense is clicking pretty well. Etienne is starting to out snap James Robinson. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good. I mean, given all these things in general, there's a lot of things to take away from that game, even though it was a loss. Uh, it's still a young team. I mean, I know you're wanting to win the division. Some people have people winning the division. To be honest with you, I don't think they're going to win the division. But no, the fact that before this season, y'all weren't even in the conversation, and now that y'all are in the conversation, is a step up. So, Also, I need help. Where did Christian Kirk go? He didn't look very good. It's been three well, weeks. Well, he's not that he didn't look very good. It's just... It's been three weeks. He caught his touchdown last week, but still. Where is he going? Hey, I just, went, I just went out and bought him, so he better... Come back? He better come back. He better, he better put something up. Nah, I don't know. We still don't have a solidified number two wide receiver. Hey, we'll take Chase, Claypool. Yeah, there were some talks about Claypool. So if y'all willing to deal him, I'll take him. I know Baltimore really wanna... would possibly take him too. There's a ton of teams that can use Chase Claypool. We, we again, we'd be har- we're harsh on him, but you're asking him 
to compete with Deontay and George Pickens, who I think are way better talents than him. I think he could break into a wide receiver room that's starting Zay Jones and Marvin Jones, who's on his last leg, Jamal Agnew, you know, Christian Kirk is the one. He could break into that wide receiver room. I, I mean, I, I might be able to agree with you because he could fit that that squad, that wide receiver room. They don't really have that guy to go up and get, get balls. Um, but again, I think even if he went to the Jags, he would still be what he is right now, which is mid. That's a tough one. So you think even if he gets the right opportunity, there's nothing you can do for it? Well, how, how am I supposed to watch him go out for jump balls and not catch him? It doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. It doesn't matter what team you're on. It doesn't matter. If that's what I'm seeing and that's what you're supposed to be good at and you're not doing it, how am I supposed to expect you to go to the Jags? Yeah, I know George Pickens and Deontay. That's tough comp. That is. But even when you do get those opportunities and you're not taking them. That's true. Ah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I would say for somebody like the Jags or, like you said, the Chiefs, I think it's worth taking the shot just to see. He is a, um, a good talent. He is somebody that is supposed to be good at that, and he is still young. So, Talking about the Chiefs, they had a primetime game. They're also associated with Odell Beckham Jr., which we'll get back to that. I feel like we talked about that last week as well. That yeah, that would be a good I think Odell, Odell gets into every, every conversation every week. Yeah, but like last week you said, why wouldn't he go to the Chiefs? Well, this week, as of today... Sources are saying that he's linked to the Chiefs. So why wouldn't he go to the Chiefs, right? But that brings up us saying that he would possibly go to the Bills, too. And these two faced off at 325. America's Game of the Week for the Fox channel. I feel like that's what it was. No, it was on CBS. How how was it not? How did Fox not get that one? Kind of surprised. But yeah, they faced off CBS 325. Pretty, pretty electric game. It was a good game. I mean, we've already mentioned it, but come on, guys. We really had to watch the Monday night. Come on. Come on. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing out here? Not to mention Thursday. Bears, Commanders. That's what we oh, had to watch. Oh, that was awful. I, don't even, you know, I didn't even watch it. I tuned in. but I watched a little bit of it. But, man, I, I ended up having to like put something else up. Like, I think I was watching The Office to the side because it just wasn't capturing it my was attention. It was that bad? Yeah. yeah. It just wasn't that great. I wanted to see you know a few players like Curtis Samuel, Darnell Mooney, John, John Dotson was out, so it wasn't. Interested in him, but I was interested in some of the guys that were playing, but nobody was doing nothing really. Darnell Mooney had a decent game, but yeah, still but, was a snooze fest. But yeah, Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, man, what's going on with the run game? We were both watching. They don't even like threaten anybody with the opportunity of a possible run, but they try to run play action type plays with no run game. What needs to be done there to fix their run game? I think they need to, if they want to get the run game better, they need to commit to it more. They don't commit enough to it, in my opinion. And also, I mean, I don't know if you're, I, I know you're not really much of a CEH fan. I'm a McKinnon fan. I like McKinnon. I like McKinnon. Too. And I've seen, I saw, what, how many times did he run the ball? Once? He had one carry. Trust me. I know. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no. Two carries, because he got one for one yard. Yeah. I don't know, because it, it's it's a, it's a running back room that doesn't really have that guy. Nope. And I like McKinnon, but I can't act like he's an every down back. Um, CH has his moments, obviously, in the fantasy world and even in the real life world. He's been doing very good. Um, but on when it comes to him just running the ball just on a regular basis, doesn't look that great. Um, Pacheco was supposed to I be. I like how he runs the ball, but they won't let him shine. Who? 
Pacheco. Yeah, I was like, Pacheco looks good. He runs violently. But they don't commit to him. No. They give him like three or four carries a game, one catch, and that's about it. I, I don't know why, but they're split backfields. Why are we splitting between three mid guys? Because they're three mid guys. And, and they might, and honestly, a couple of them might not even be mid. They could be something, and maybe like Pacheco. You've seen CEH, he's mid. Yeah, he's mid. I'm talking about more McKinnon and Pacheco. Yeah. I mean, we saw what McKinnon did. McKinnon in breaks playoffs. down. That's, I think, his issue. But Which they still is, don't commit to him. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if he breaks down, whatever. But we saw what he was in the playoffs. Very, we very saw what good. he can do. Yeah. So, maybe him getting only two carries a game isn't going to do anything. Yeah. Pacheco only getting three carries a game isn't going to do anything. I feel like if it's not working, then get one of those guys more involved. You look against, you look at the other side of the ball, the Bills, they had a back that was getting like eight yards a carry. Devin Singletary looked great. He didn't look great. Looked like that Madden Devin Singletary. Exactly. He looked like Madden 22 Devin Singletary, which brings back the question. James Cook got drafted in the fourth round, and everybody told me he was supposed to be this godsend to the Bills team. He is not getting any usage. I didn't believe. I didn't really believe that much. I tried I to buy in a little bit at the back end because I was like, okay, I can see them utilizing him as a wide receiver. He's not even really getting on the field in that role. Uh, see, I'm on the kind of the boat of how many pass catchers, like number two backs, are actually that viable for fantasy football? This year, none. Literally none. I mean, you got some, like, you got the Austin Eckler's, but those are the number ones. Yeah. Number two is you got the J.D. McKissick. Okay. Who, who else is, that, is, is kind of that role? Jarek McKinnon. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's just really not that guy. So to sit here and think that a fourth rounder is going to come into this offense, and don't get me wrong, it's an elite offense. Mm-hmm. But with Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir, even like, your, I like out, of, out of all these things, I'm just like, I never bought it. I was like, whatever. I'm, I'm good. I know it's a dynasty play for a lot of guys who didn't invest in James Cook, but. I don't know, man. Devin Singletary looks really good. Dynasty is a different conversation. I mean, obviously, you can just throw him in your taxi squad. Yeah. Sure. But, I mean, for, for a redraft, redraft, it was definitely off my board. Redraft, he, he's – if you have him on your team, you just drop him. Uh, he's not – Nah. You want to keep him? With... So, no, I wouldn't. What role no, have I, you seen him do? I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep him, and here's why. Because even when they were splitting touches, it was not James Cook so much. They had Zach Moss involved. Now Zach Moss is a healthy scratch. I think he's out of the coach's favor. So they have James Cook on the field, but I still don't think the usage is going to be high enough. Because even Devin Singletary, who looked great, does not get high enough usage. He doesn't. Yeah, so like imagine taking Devin Singletary out of the picture. It's not that he's going to turn into like a three-down back. The Bills aren't ever going to run that, and I know why. Because they got Gabe Davis, went healthy on one side, Stephon Diggs. Right? Isaiah McKenzie, when he can catch the ball on the inside. Yeah, that man's looking. Which he might get benched for Khalil Shakir. Because Shakir, when he's on the ball and catches it, like when he's on the field in the slot, he's looking he's, right. he's dangerous too. And, and then we got that boy Dawson Knox too. When he gets his four or five targets a game, he makes, uses of, he makes use of them. So, like, why run the ball? And then you have the quarterback who's out here hurdling people. Why do you need a running back? I guess. Right? That's their yeah. scheme. But so that that's what that's pretty much why James Cook off my board didn't draft him in a single league did not care not even a little bit electric games and the Bills exercise some demons they come out they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead does this say anything really about either team or is it just like two good teams facing off I think it's more just two good teams facing off but I, I do think it says a lot about the Bills um, the Bills are elite 
Yeah. I don't know how to stop that. I think there obviously there's two teams, and I think everyone can, you know, know who I'm talking about. That just seem very unstoppable. And the Bills are one of them. I don't know how you stop that. How do you stop a quarterback that can hurdle people, run you over, run the ball, throw it 80 yards down the field to Stephon Diggs, Literally. which is a top, which is a top three receiver? And you got Gabe Davis on the other side doing his thing. And then Devin Singletary looking like he's from Madden. It's just, what what do you do? And that defense is not even healthy. Nah. And they only let the Chiefs score 20 points. Chidavious White should be coming back in the next couple weeks, too. So, I think it says a lot about the the, the Bills, and I'm excited to see them and see them more, and maybe we'll see them go to the playoffs. There's one team that I think is a little bit more complete. I think there's one team that looks a little bit more complete right now, and them boys are 6-0 over there. They're they're nah. So Philly looks. They look they so look dangerous. Disgusting, bro. So like their Twitter team is amazing too. When they post their team name, it's the Philadelphia Eagles because they take the L's out of their name because it's uh, they haven't had no L's yet. Which see, I think that's that's elite. The, so I was watching um, some videos on the Philly offense, and I don't know if you know, I don't know if you've seen those videos, kind of breaking down what they do. Yeah. It just seems so OP. It's pretty much they're doing they're <laughs> yeah. doing like a triple option, pretty much. So yeah. they're they're Miles Sanders first of all looks amazing. Yeah, like he looks solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so he they're giving it to Sanders. Jalen Hurts is reading the linebacker. He has the option to pull it, run himself. But wait, they got Devontae Smith. Yeah, going for a corner route. But wait, they There's also more. Yeah. they also have Dallas Goddard. Doing his thing, or if you don't have Dallas Gardner doing it, just blocking down. You have AJ they Brown have AJ black. Brown doing that. How do you stop that? It, it's it's it, they're what they're doing is they're putting the pressure on every single def- defensive player, focusing on their assignment. And sometimes they'll send Quez, Quez Watkins just on a go. They'll be like, "All right, let's add even more speed to the equation and just send them." And now you have to worry about him deep and all those other factors on the field. It, it's forcing all the defenses to to focus on their assignment. Mm-hmm. Nobody can be a hero. Nobody can try to go make a play. You have to focus on this is my guy. I need to commit to this guy. But wait, they're playing eleven versus ten because you have Jalen Hurts back there who could just be like, "Okay, I'm an athlete. Exactly. Watch me get ten yards." Because there's nobody on the field left for me. If you guys decide you're going to cover your assignments, it's hard. And man, that's that's a tough team to face right now. It's a very tough team. The defense is looking disgusting. Best secondary in the league. I was about to say, so they got James Bradbury, who's still good enough to play one-on-one. Darius Slay, who I think has, what, five picks right now? Looking like the best corner of the league right now. And then we throw in Chauncey Gardner, right? Is it Chauncey Gardner Jr.? I think it's Chauncey Gardner. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Which found out because of the video I recorded with Chris, the last NFL recap, which we posted today, NFL Week 6 recap. Chris played against him in Little League. Oh, uh, for real? Yeah, when we're um, so we're from the Central Florida area, and Chris apparently played against him when he was at Coco, like in Coco, living in Coco, and he played for Coco High School. And Chris was like, "That boy was big back then." I made business decisions as a little kid in Little League, <laughs> not trying to tackle this man, because of course, when you're big like him, he's playing both sides of the ball. He was probably playing running back and then playing. He's probably playing running back, quarterback, receiver, yeah, wherever everything. you want him. Yeah. But he's from the area we're from, too. And Buddy is balling out. Two picks last week. One of them after the hand injury. I still don't understand how they acquired him for so cheap from the Saints. Like, I get it. They didn't want to pay him necessarily. They brought in different guys on the secondary. 
it was like a money saving option. But when I saw the deal, I was like, that is so cheap. What, what was the deal again? What they what they give up for him for a fourth or something crazy like that? Like, oh, you're the Eagles. You're loving that. Something you're really cheap. That. I might have to double check that, but. I was just like, that don't add up to me. This that this defense is already something that's like feared. Mm-hmm. And then you just add Chauncey Gardner Johnson, just sprinkle on top. Why not? That kind of like what he brings to that defense too is some grit. Like, yeah, Darius Slay is like a baller, but like just somebody that kind of gives you that scary vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. He brings a lot of like aggression to the team. I don't know who in that first off, their division is doing way better than I thought it would be doing. With not just you, I think everybody can agree. Yeah, nobody was expecting this. Yeah, it's six and zero, five and one for the Giants, four and two for Dallas, who's playing their backup quarterback for the last six weeks or five weeks. And people out here calling him the goat. Who? People calling who? Cooper Rush, the goat, the savior. I was he never, got exposed this week. I was never. Which to, to be fair, it's a tough, a tough team. It's to a face. tough assignment. I think very that, tough team. People are so. Here's the thing with that. I'll disagree. People are saying if Dak played, they would have won or like been in the game. I disagree. I, I don't know. I disagree with. I that. don't know how much more Dak gives you. I think Dak is better than Cooper Rush. I agree. But I don't know how much more Dak gives you unless Dak starts using his legs again. Dak isn't like some elite pinpoint passer. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he opens up the deep ball for you a little bit more. Like, there was an interception that Cooper Rush threw. Granted, he got hit on the play, but he underthrew CD, who was gone. He would have been to the crib. But he got hit mid-throw, turned into a pick. Maybe Dak's able to get a little bit more under that. Outside of that, if he's not using his legs the way he's usually doing it, I don't know how much he changes. And he hasn't really trusted that ankle since that horrific injury he suffered. And if, if he's looking anything like he did week one... Exactly. What are you getting? But I do agree. Dak is is the guy. Yeah, I 100%. think if you're if you're a Cowboys fan or if you're a fan of football, Cooper Rush isn't the answer. No. But one thing I'll say about the Eagles, um, they're playing amazing, but they need to do one thing. They can't. They need to start. They need to start scoring more in the second half. Yeah. All, all their points coming from the second quarter, and honestly, that's that's not a, a huge problem. Like that's not a. That's a minor problem, but it's still something that needs to be. I think needs to be addressed for them. And I'm sure. I know. I don't know Jalen Hurts like that, but I'm sure Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy to be like, this is "Cool win, yeah. great, I love it." But this is something that needs to get fixed, and I'm sure everybody on that in the Eagles team is thinking that a little bit. Um, and hopefully, we'll see them. I don't know. Hopefully, if you're if you're not an Eagles fan, you don't want to see that. But I want to see progression. I like seeing a team that again. In the preseason, we thought had the schedule to, to run the table if their team clicked on all cylinders. And I'd like to see them run the table because uh, I, I kind of root for that team. A.J. Brown got disrespected, honestly, for them to be like, oh, no, we're not going to pay you. When in some statistics for the Titans, he's already number two all time in the franchise in the span of like, what, three years? Yeah. And y'all don't want to. young, too. Y'all didn't want to pay me. Y'all sent me away for just a pick. Yeah. Bandit is a first. Not many receivers are even getting traded for a first these days. But like, Y'all didn't want to pay me. Y'all didn't trust me. So I go over here and play with somebody who's like my best friend. And I mean, I'm not an Eagles fan, but I mean, I've said it on the show. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. Yeah. And if they, nobody trusted him either. Nobody did. And if he goes to the Super Bowl and they win it, I mean, if they go to the Super Bowl, unless it's my Steelers, I'm rooting for them. I think you'll be rooting for them then. What? I think you'll be rooting for them then. Because I don't think they'll be playing your Steelers. Oh, they won't be. Yeah. Yeah, they won't be. Unless something drastically no. changes. No. <laughs> They're not gonna. We're not gonna. Half the NFL teams could die in a plane crash. Okay, that's just disrespectful. 
And you still wouldn't make the playoffs. Okay, so what if we made a trade right now for Patrick Mahomes? Oh, did you make a trade for the entire O-line of Kansas City as well? No. Okay, then still no. Still no. No. Okay. Yeah. Healthy defense? Maybe we'd make one move for a new left tackle. Okay. What you thinking? Still no. But this was wow, at that point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, left tackle, right tackle, one of the most important positions, and the offensive line. Okay, that might get addressed. New quarterback, got good weapons, got a good defense with good players when they're healthy. I think that gets not hard. Super Bowl, but maybe playoffs. Man, this man, this your division is horrible though. So definitely playoffs. It's, it's funny to say that because right, we are boasting about, about the NFC East. The NFC least. That's what people were That's what people them. used to call them. <laughs> and I think two teams in their division which have more wins than all the teams in your division. Which, first of all, first of all the, the, the difficulty of schedules is different. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to say that... Y'all are playing each other. So it kind of... Exactly. That kind okay, of lessens okay, You can't the act like the Bengals have been playing awful. They've been playing good football. The first couple of weeks have been rough, but they looking solid. Joe Burrow's back to Joe Burrow. The they, ra- played they played me and you yes, last week. Do, name me the three receivers that started for the Saints last week. I will give you $5. Mark West Callaway. He did play a lot of starting snaps. Now, hold on, hold on. Let me think about it. Let me think. <laughs> it's real quiet. I don't know. Okay. So? No, I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that AFC North is bad. I'm not saying they're bad. Even Chris admitted it. Chris was like, if we play the starters, probably don't win. Of course, Chris is going to say He's a Bengals fan. It's been kind of a disappointing year a little bit. She Shahid scored a rushing touchdown against the Bengals last week. Cool. She Shahid. The Ravens still are okay. Traquan Smith, another UCF wide receiver that I used to like. He's been underperforming in the NFL, though. He had a little 10-yard touchdown catch as well, playing against I should have got him. Andy him. Dalton. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like Jameis Winston was going to come in and I will that take, much of a difference. I will take Jameis Winston over Andy Dalton. I, I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's I don't think it's that bad. So we're acting like they really showed up this week. When last week against the Ravens, didn't look good. Against the Jets, they looked okay. That looks like a more formidable win now with the Jets being 4-2. But like, being the Packers, you know, let's get off, let's get off the AFC North and just shift wanna, over into wanna, the, the you Packers. Poop on the Packers a little bit. Yeah. You saw a cheese sauce. I did see that. I like cheese sauce. You showed me. That was that was pretty fun. Multiple times. Yeah. I like cheese sauce. That. It was cheese sauce and what else? You told me something else that people were captioning it and it was like really disrespectful. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't remember what it is. It was like cheese sauce and something. It, yeah. was, it was funny. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Packers, what are they doing? I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to play football anymore. I think he's just in it for like, okay, it's a contract. Get my money up a little bit. I don't think so. Because like, first off, if you don't take a team-friendly deal to keep Devontae Adams, which, okay, it's come out that Devontae got a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Offer to stay with like Green Bay, and you decided to step away. But if you don't do everything you're part of to keep Devontae, I can't believe you want to win football games. I would have been at his door begging, begging, bro. Look how close we are. Give me another year. You could go to Vegas after, just give me another year. 
That could have been a real, an actual, real conversation. Yeah. Hey, just give me a year. Yeah. I know they posted their last dance thing like the beginning of last season, so maybe they had a discussion and they both came to the conclusion like this is our last run, and I know you want to go off to Vegas. Like, nah, I would, I would have tried something. Nah, for sure. And I don't know what's going on over there. I think that this the offense looks just pitiful. Pitiful. There's nobody to throw the ball to. Robert Tunyon, not the. Ten catches for nine yeah, yards. Twelve, yeah. I feel like thirteen receptions. And Which, I, I, I like Robert Tunyon. Sauce Gardner made it hard for them to catch balls too. That boy been on a tear, but no, you're right. And then Romeo Dobbs. I, the fact that Sauce Gardner probably had to be on Romeo Dobbs the majority. Alan Lazard. Do you remember who they drafted in the second round of players? Christian Watson. Hey, look at that. Where is he? <laughs> Where is he? I have no idea. He was supposed to be the replacement. Did they have a first-round pick? What was their first-round pick? Because then they take Christian Watson in the second. They trade back. Why would they do that? Because <laughs> they don't mess with yeah. They don't mess okay. with that boy Rodgers, bro. Okay, okay, okay. I think they trade it back. Okay, two years later, Aaron Rodgers, high, high off his, high off his ass, not playing in the NFL. Okay, and who is your receiver core now? Are we just? I like Romeo Dobbs, but are we just like all in on Romeo Dobbs right now? Did, did they think they had an A-B in the, the fourth, fifth round with Romeo Dobbs? I think Romeo Dobbs is like way later than that, too. I mean, A-B was a six-rounder. Yeah. So, even if he was, why? I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. <sighs> They're not even, like, utilizing the, the duo of running backs like they claimed they were going to. I think it's because everybody thinks they're going to do that. And they're trying to be cute with it. Like, okay, they, they think we're going to do this. Pound the ball, let's, bro. Let's give it, let's give it to... Dobbs. Let's give it to Alan Lazard. But here, you hear the names coming out of my mouth? That's just not going to work. Hound the ball. Sometimes you have to look at it and be like, you know what? Love you, Aaron. Can't get the credit for everything. This clearly isn't working. Sorry, Aaron, but give it to Aaron. Yeah, let's slow down. Let's slow everything down. Let's make the other team have way less possessions. Let's keep the ball in the offense's hands. I think... We can trust Aaron Jones to not really fumble. We can trust A.J. Dillon to not really fumble. Just pound the ball and run clock. I would not want to tackle A.J. Dillon on 20 carries. By the fifth one, I would be like, you know what? You can have that. You can have the extra three yards. I don't want to tackle A.J. Dillon. They're not using him like that. Yeah. They, need to, they need to look at and take some notes in, uh, from the Cleveland Browns. How they Do utilize. they? Because they suck, too. Well, I'm talking more <laughs> more how they utilize um, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. That's yeah. more what I'm talking about. Yeah. And obviously you have Aaron Rodgers, so you can extend the playbook even more after that. So they look really disappointing. And then we, I also kind of want to talk about the, uh, the Broncos at some point, too. We got to, because they were in primetime. Again, I feel like talking about the primetime games is a solid plan. And they keep giving the so, Broncos primetime games. I've been avoiding this conversation on, on, on the show. Yeah. About Judy. Yeah. But I, I think it's time. Okay. I think it's time. All right. I, because if you if he pans out, because because here's my thing, I have him in kick and post dino. It's a yeah. dynasty football league, and I'm I'm not trying to like, I don't know how many people, how many of them are watching my video, watching these videos, but none of them are. But if they were, I mean, obviously me talking ill of my own starting receiver is not a great thing. <laughs> it's not a good look. This man looked goofy as hell. Like I, I'm sorry, I, I, he looked clean as hell in Alabama. He did. I loved him, Alabama. He looked amazing. Yeah. The way he cuts. I don't know how he doesn't have ankles. I don't understand. He looked good. But for some reason in the NFL, he just looks so weird to me. And I, I did a trade with, uh, and I think I talked about it with, with Chris, 
you know, I got JT, I got Jerry Judy, I got Adam Thielen. I wasn't a big fan, but I was like, maybe. What if? What if? Who knows? You know, Russell Wilson's coming. Who knows? This man can't catch the ball. He can't get open. He's supposed to be an elite route runner, and he is. But for some reason, he's not getting open. And then I had this conversation with you a couple, couple, two or three weeks ago. I think he's scared to get hit. I legitimately think he's scared to get hit. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, he did a little in route, easy little toss from Russell Wilson. But he, he, the way he catches the ball, that's not even all hands. It's straight up using his body all the time. Why are you cradling it and then trying to brace for the ball? Like, that's, that's what I'm seeing out of him. And that is very concerning to me. And if you're a Denver Broncos fan and you're hoping for Jerry Judy to be something, and he could possibly one day, he's still young, but I'm seeing something that I don't like. And I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> you might be ahead of the curve on this. Because nobody else is talking about it. Nobody's talking nobody about has it. mentioned it. Nobody yeah. talks about his, his drops. I mean, maybe some people are now because yeah. he is clearly against them. But nobody's talking about how he's getting scared to get hit. And I am seeing that every His single freaking yeah. week I see him on prime time. Because I'm looking at him. You know, that that's him and Corlin Sutton and Russell Wilson. Because I have shares of all three of them. I'm trying to see something. But kick and post, I know, is the most important league I'm in. So my eyes are on Judy. Almost every single play. And I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. I'm sorry for my language. But I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm watching. Like, he, he, I mean, he had an open touchdown in the end zone. Drop. And it's close to the it's close to the goalpost. I mean, kind of close to it. I can already see him when he's going up for it, making sure bracing, bracing. Like he's and I, and I get it. I'm not expecting someone to just run straight into a goalpost. People who've done it, but that just kind of tells me what what I'm seeing is might not be I might not be tripping. And I don't know if you're seeing that, and that's something I want you to kind of look at for now. I might have to go back and check out some highlights and see but the thing is how he positions himself. No, no, no. But like you could still see yeah, okay. how he positions himself after he catches the ball, or like while he's running after the catch. Where's his mind going? Look at—I don't know if there's a way to look at only his plays of this year, but look at all the catches he made this year. They look very odd to me. I have NFL Plus. He, I could just go back and watch all the games. He 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 catches the ball in a weird way. He he falls down when he can when he catches it. I mean I told you one time he It's like when you play Madden and you do the freaking possession he, catch. Yeah, and like he, he had like an open slant and he could have had a lot of run after the catch. Catches it to the ground. He had a, a touchdown catch, like week two, week three. I mean I, it may it looks cool, you know, when you pull up your fantasy football thing. And it was a really good catch if you watch it. But why is he going to the ground every time? What, what is going on? I, I'm seeing something. Nobody else is talking about it. I recommend look it out. Look at it and check it out and see if I'm true. Might have just killed his trade value, though. I, and, and that's why I've been avoiding it. But at the same time, I don't know what to do with him either way. I don't think I can sell him for very much anyways. And I think he's at the point where I just need to just put him on my bench maybe. And I, I, don't, I can't even do that. I need to start him. But I just hope that maybe he can figure it out. Hope that he stops being soft. Maybe there's something going on mentally with him, and maybe after this year he gets locked back in. And I see him over here on the sidelines. I don't know if you saw it talking to Melvin Gordon, talking all this shit. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't. I don't understand what you're talking about. You Ooh. you are doing your job. I don't get it. Sorry, that's my rant. That's my rant. But you bring up Melvin Gordon though. That's another conversation. Do you think like what what's going on in Nathaniel Hackett's head? 
that he believes benching your best runner, I don't care what anybody says, your best running back on the roster for the entire game after three carries. No fumbles. What, 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 do you think something happened? Maybe I missed it. Do you he think we missed it? He was healthy. Did he said he didn't get shaken cut. He said, I don't know. He said he didn't get shaken up because before the game, he was like, I think it was a neck and, and shoulder injury that he was nursing, and it was like, nah, he'll be fine. And then he had three carries for eight yards and got benched. Legitimately got benched. Looked dejected on the sideline. It was clear that he took it to heart, which how can you not? They elevate Latavius Murray from the practice squad this week, and now he's getting the bulk of the touches. They had the after-game interview with him. He said he still doesn't know what's happening. He's just happy to be here. He's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, you're talking about Melvin or you're talking about Melvin. Latavius? Oh, okay, never mind. He's, he's not very happy. No, he wasn't very happy. I, was about, I thought you were talking about they were interviewing Latavius, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but I'm just happy to be here. Like, <laughs> nah, not even. And it's a close game. And as a pass catching back, too, he's probably your best option. I've never seen Latavius Murray be a pass catcher in any sense of the word at running back. Um, and then you're Mike Boone, who's never been good in the league. Talented, but you just never figure it out. No. So, like, what possesses you to just be like, yeah, I know this is an important game. We're currently 2-3 and three against somebody in division. We're just going to bench our best running back to prove a point. Man, I don't know. You know, I was thinking about that. I mean, I'm not complaining because um, I do have a share of Latavius Murray, and you wanted him. And I said one thing, and he's like, ah, never mind. Because, okay, look, they had a conversation this week, and apparently things are fixed going into the next week. Apparently. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But to go back to the conversation, I'm not – honestly, I'm not too sure. I'm not – I'm assuming he did something wrong. But we'd hope so, right? But at the same time, we didn't. There was no fumble. There was no ice. I didn't, I couldn't see it. A missed lane. I, a missed block. I don't know what's I, happening. I'm sure maybe something happened. And if it didn't, it then maybe maybe they're just trying to start something new. There's some try something new. Maybe Latavius Murray brings something different. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge Melvin Gordon fan, but maybe I would. Latavius Murray brings something different. I, I mean, obviously, he's a different person, so he's going to bring something different. <laughs> he might not be positive, but he's going to bring something different. Melvin Gordon, multiple thousand-yard rushing seasons, multiple Pro Bowls, mm-hmm. Latavius Murray, former UCF player. Well, do you think it could be something like this? The fumble situation. But they weren't able to fix the issue because Latavius Murray wasn't active. And obviously, you said Mike Boone is trash, so who are you going to start? Mike Boone? Over Melvin Gordon, so now they have a back that I mean I'd agree with you is not better than Melvin Gordon, but hasn't fumbled the ball. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they're just they were just waiting for Latavius Murray to. But he didn't fumble this week. But he's fumbled four times this year. Five actually. Five times this year. Last week, who else would they have started? Oh, Mike nope. Bloom. Mike Bloom. That's the only answer. There's nobody else. But you didn't prove you didn't prove anything by benching your best running back in a very close game. Well, I'm I'm looking at it from that aspect of this. Maybe they're out on Melvin Gordon with the minute five five fumbles happened. I mean, we, we had five fumbles. I think it was like four fumbles. Next game, everybody was looking at him at fumbling, and he did. Now, luckily, four his knee fumble six too was it? It might have been. And luckily, his knee was down. So I think I feel like at that point they were just like I'm done. 
Well, you know one thing that I think would have happened? What? I think Javante Williams would be every down back if he didn't get hurt. I think that was on the cards. I think that was what was coming up after all the fumbles. I yeah. think his pace was going to get ridiculous. Probably yeah, but the maybe a little, back. little mixture of Mike Boone. Yeah, yeah, with a little mixture of still, no, a little mixture of Melvin Gordon still just to like, you know. Keep him fresh. Keep him fresh. But it was going to switch from like a 50-50 to like a 75-25. And how fate would have it, tear your ACL, and now they're forced to kind of deal with Melvin Gordon. But benching him, again, I don't care what anybody says, bro. No matter what the reasoning or the, the point you're trying to prove, he is your best running back. You guys are struggling severely. He uh, he gives you your best opportunity at a home run play to kind of, you know, get things here, jump-started. Here's the thing, though. I'm not going to act like Latavius Murray looked bad. He didn't look bad. No, but that's the thing. He doesn't look bad, but he's not going to give you that. At this point in his career, he's not going to give you that added, like. But is he going to give you five fumbles? I don't know. Because so, th- that's the argument. That, to me, that's the argument. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's what people are going to say. Is he going to turn the ball over? No, he's very safe with the ball. And that's also pretty significant. But you're two and three. Yeah. But they, they also have a lot of pressure. Everybody is pressured on that team. They just spent almost everything they have on Russell Wilson, and it's failing. You can't afford to give up more fumbles. You this can't afford, you can't afford to, to give up Melvin and, and him continue to fumble the ball. You might Why go with him when maybe you can go with somebody like Latavius Murray? A little safer. May not give you that home run play, but it's not bad. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that that's where I'm leaning, but I'm just saying that's the argument. And I can see why maybe they're like, okay, we didn't have a back to, to not to sit Melvin Gordon. We're not going to start Mike Boone. So let's just go with Melvin Gordon and see what he does. Fumbles. Luckily, he got it back. I think he had one clean week. And then now here, Latavius Murray has had a week and a half under, you know, trying to learn the offense. Luckily, he's a running back. Not too difficult, I mean, for a professional football player to, to yeah. learn. Now they have somebody that they could start. So maybe they're like, okay, well... We don't trust Melvin Gordon right now. Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Let's just put Latavius Murray in there. I think Chris made a good point. Chris said that he feels like it's Nathaniel Hackett looking to place the blame on someone. Be like, oh, we were losing games because we had Melvin Gordon fumbling. Or we're losing games because we can't trust Russ with the ball. The issue is Nathaniel Hackett. I agree, but I don't know if I'd agree with him starting Latavius Murray as for him to blame somebody else. <laughs> Him being able to be like, okay, this is what we have. We had to bench Melvin Gordon because he has a fumble issue. So we have to put this 30, 30-something-year-old running back who has been bouncing from practice squad to practice squad in a primetime game against the Chargers to really right the ship. I'm just working with what I got. I don't really, I don't really rock with that. Like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I don't know. I, I could see why somebody would bench Melvin Gordon and just see what happens on the Tavis I can see it. Well, the positive is it seems like they hashed out their differences and, and Melvin Gordon's buying back in. That's what they claim. They had a conversation and, today and it's fixed. But And honestly, what we're not talking about is there's probably just something done behind the scenes that we don't know about. Whether that was Melvin Gordon after the first drive, maybe Same had some something. words with Hackett. Hackett didn't like that. Benched him. Benched him. That maybe he had an issue with another teammate that we didn't see. Could be. So and if they keep to it me, in house. To me, that's that's probably what happened. And if I had to put money down, like, oh, this is 
that's probably what it is. And they're like, okay, well, we're just going to bench him. Let's put in Latavius Murray because he's the only hope. That's the only guy that we could put there. To me, that that's what happened. I don't think it's a Nathaniel Hackett's blaming other people. I'm not saying he hasn't done that before, but I just don't think that specific situation he's doing that. I just don't think he and should be a coach anymore. I know that sounds think, very extreme, but no, I I don't I, I don't disagree. I don't think he's meant to be a head coach. Maybe I think he's is he enough in six weeks. Yeah, I think they should fire him. To be honest with you, yeah. what, what worse could it be? You know, without him. But the thing to me is, and this might be you might not like what I'm about to say. I don't think it's just him. Oh no, I think there's issues all around the organization right field. now. I think that the the offense. Receiving group. I mean, I just had my spill with Jared Judy. I mean, it's not just him. Corlin's son has a hard time getting some separation. Just by watching the games, he's not getting a lot of separation. That was always his thing, though. Yeah, he's not really meant to be that bad guy anyways. Jump ball. He's a jump ball guy. So then you kind of rely on Jared Judy. He's not getting really that separation that he's supposed to be getting. Not saying he can't get to that point, but as of right now, he's just not. Uh, past those two, we got what? K.J. Hamler? He looks good in spells, but he still hasn't gotten acclimated to that offense since things were switched yeah. around. He's still kind of here and there. They included Noah Fant in the trade because they had Albert O. Albert O is nowhere to be found. Every other tight end under the sun is getting snaps. Except him, which is which brings up a good question about that, too. What's, what's going on with that? He sucks. And the issue is they knew he sucked. Before Russell Wilson got there, they knew he sucked. But they're like, mm-hmm. to make this deal work... We're going to ship off the guy who really doesn't suck. Yeah. And maybe Alberto will develop into what we expect him to have the chance to. He's tall. He's athletic. But, but he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done that. I think, what, three or four catches with the year so far? Yeah. Something crazy. You got Greg Dulich, who's on his heels now. He was the rookie that got drafted. And we're like, pay attention, because if it doesn't pan out for, you know, Alberto, Dulich could really turn into something. Got on the field, caught a touchdown. He looks he looked okay. I don't know, man. Okay. I think they have a lot to figure out on offense. And just, Russ, it doesn't matter how bad the coaching is. I still expect Russ to look like a better quarterback, and he does not. I agree. I mean, there's some plays where, obviously, they're blitzing. Where are your hot routes? You got to know your hot routes. I mean, he's a veteran quarterback. You'd think that he would be able to go, okay, I have. I have to throw the ball out like that. He's not really doing that, you know. I, I saw there was a play. It was like third and like four. It was something like that. And it was a clear blitz. I mean, they were showing it at least. Okay, so we're probably going to have a hot route. Maybe the running back on the, on the side, Judy for a slant, you know, who knows. I look and I see Judy and Corlin Sutton just going out for like a deep ball. And I'm like, ain't no time for that. We don't have time for that. Russell, you got to audible out of that. You know, obviously, you see what the defense is giving you. Change the play. You, you know how to do that, right? You're Russell Wilson. Like, come on now. You know how to do that. You know how to do that. So, I don't understand. It's a valid question at this point. So, a lot of things seem to be out of sync. I mean, Judy not being in sync. Sun's not in sync. Russell's not in sync. The head coach isn't in sync. The running backs aren't in sync. Everything is just not clicking at all. And I think at this point, they got to start. I saw something. um, Who was this guy? He's on ESPN, maybe. Maybe Fox. It was The Herd. Oh, yeah, he's on Fox now. This is Colin Cowherd. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know if I care about it very much. I don't really watch too many of his videos, but he, like, kind of was talking about what they should do to fix it. And he was like, you really can't do anything. He said that in the fourth round, you need to try to go find a Dak Prescott. 
Oh yeah. You gotta just take a shot, I guess. And I'm like, what do you what do you do if you're the Broncos? I mean, you just sold everything. Do you try to sell Russell Wilson? Or I mean, obviously they're not gonna do that. You can't. What what do you do as a you don't have any picks to really play with? If I'm the Broncos, I try to find a coach that I could convince to come there and try to right our wrongs. I don't mind getting a on a plane to wherever Sean Payton lives and be like, hey, we'll back up the Brinks truck. We just need you to come kind of coach up the offense. And even if you're implementing exactly what you implemented in New Orleans with Drew Brees, which is use your athletes, don't ask Drew Brees to do too much, just hit your guys when they're open, build a strong offensive line. Hopefully, that's one thing. He was supposed to have the best offensive line of his career. Do you see that? Because no. I don't see much of that either. I don't see it. I feel like a lot of offensive lines this year have been struggling to figure it out. Like, even teams with elite offensive lines. No, I agree. And I, I forgot. Were we talking about it? I thought I saw, like, a video. And it was every offensive line this year doesn't seem to be elite. And yeah. they've said something like they weren't training in the offseason or they tried something new. They didn't play in preseason games. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that the, the league looks at that and goes, obviously that's not working. Let's but you that. know why, right? They added the extra games. So, like, where is the give and take? Because they're trying to make more money off of adding more real games. Yeah. But you can't put these people's bodies through consistent, like, adding three additional collisions a year isn't healthy for any athlete. So where's the give and take? Are we going to go back to a 16-game schedule or 16-week schedule? Or, yeah, 16-game schedule, 17-week, or... We're going to keep up this 17-game, 18-week schedule with additional playoff game. And I know to us it doesn't sound like a lot, but... No, for an athlete. Yeah, if I had to trot out there and play 48 minutes of, you know, bumping heads with people who are 400 pounds, that's a lot of additional tackling. It is, it is. And blocking, so... I don't know. There's really no solution to that side of things. Is there a way to simulate training where you guys can all kind of like simulate the, the the crashing and the playing on the line? You guys can kind of build that team aspect without actually hitting? I don't know. I don't think so. Because like you said, I didn't see the video, but I've looked at the Colts trying to figure it out. I know the Browns have had their ups and downs, but again, they're trying to figure it out. There have been a lot of offensive line injuries. The most cohesive, like dominant offensive line unit I've seen this year is the Eagles. Yeah. And that's a line that's been together for a while. I mean, yeah. Jason. Jason, Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. He's been there for years, leading that whole thing. I mean, you got good leaders on that team. They lose Jason Peters, but they don't seem to skip a beat. I don't know. I think there's more of a question to be asked about how do you fix the poor play, the poor football play on the offensive lines. I don't have a solution right now. Which, I mean, I also saw, I think it was the same video, pretty much – this is the lowest scoring has been in for a while. Yeah. This is the lowest people, the full teams are putting up. The point margin is the lowest, too, that it's been in a while. Big plays yeah. are down. And why are the big plays down? Because the offensive lines can't hold up. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's definitely some questions out there that we're seeing. And, you know, there's a lot lower, lot less of uh, big games going on. Quarterback play has been atrocious outside of, like, four guys. Yeah. So I don't and know. And those four guys, even them, like – they're making magic. Outside of Josh Allen, 
nobody's been like elite passing and running. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, but like Jalen Hurts has been elite at both. But I mean, he's never gone out like yeah, he's had like the three hundred passing yard game with yeah. hundred rushing or something like that. But he's just been kind of doing what he needs to do when it comes to throwing the ball. Yeah, but anything more than that? Not really. Yeah, everybody else it's been a struggle. Right? There's been big game here, big game there, but it hasn't been consistent, great quarterback play at all this season. So, yeah, it does call into question what what's the product that the NFL is putting out? You know? Like, at what point do we get to it where it's just like we're cutting down on quality for the sake of quantity, which that happens in so many aspects of business. We could go into a whole podcast about people just shoveling out quantity over quality. Yeah. But at what point do you kind of regress and be like, okay, maybe we should dial it back to what it used to be and kind of focus on the product again and not just how much money we can make off of selling the product. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, we're talking about this, but we, we know they're not going to change it. No. Nope. We know it's going to be 17 games. No. Probably. I, I, could, I would not be surprised if in five years we look down the line and it's a 20-game season. Wouldn't surprise me. Like, if the players lose that bargaining agreement, which... If you tell a player that the contracts are going to get swollen the way that they've been getting, all they have to do is play a couple more games, 75% of the league is going to agree. There might be a short list of guys who will be like, nah, but it's going to be guys who already have like massive bags. The only thing I can think of, which I know they're probably working on it, but better helmets, better padding. But, but you're still asking me to run out on a turf field that's snatching ankles and knees. Better products. I don't know. Better, maybe better exercising. I don't know. Shorter quarters. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. Shorter quarters, maybe. You know they're not going to do that. Nah, because then they're just cutting down on commercial time. I don't know. It's mind-boggling for sure because I want the product to be something interesting to watch. I think we got we kind of got spoiled last year, too. Oh, yeah. Last year was so nice. Then we go into this year, and we've only had a couple games. And the fact that the Seahawks are... An exciting team to watch. Yeah, exciting the Seahawks and the Falcons. Yeah. And Detroit's the number one scoring. Detroit was one of the Detroit. number one scoring offenses in the league. Which they have a solid offensive line for the most part, too. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, obviously, they're not really going to do anything. So all I can really hope for is, um, like I said, better exercises, better prep, better padding, better equipment. Maybe something along those lines can help them sustain a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, they do also have live practices. Should they cut that down? But then, like you said, the quality goes down. The timing goes down. Everything else just gets... Nah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Going into week seven, are there any games or themes you're looking for? Um, I mean, other than what we are just talking about. Some exciting games. Primetime games. No. Thursday, we have Arizona Saints. Is Jameis back? Yeah, that's okay. what it sounds like. Jameis is back. I know Michael Thomas is out. Yeah, the, I think almost the entire receiving core is out again. Olave's out still? He might be back. Dang, that was that bad? What happened to him? Concussion, I thought. But that was like three weeks ago. Really? Yeah. I don't know. D-Hop is back for the Arizona. That's I've exciting. Had to, that is exciting. Um, I've had to sit him for two weeks in a row now. Damn, it's, like it's a short week, so you know it's tougher to. Let me let me pull up the games. Yeah, let me see it, it, it might be tougher to figure out, but that's Thursday, which I think is exciting. Jags play Giants, which as a Jags fan, that was the game I was going to try to go to in person. I can don't I, have the time. Can I break some news to you? Yeah, you're okay with it. Yeah, 
your um, trade has been completed. For uh, Corliss End. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We were in this league, and he needed some wide receivers, so he gave up Ramondre Stevenson for Corliss End. Yeah, speak of the... We were just kind of bashing the team. But I, I do like the, the move, for sure. It's a bit of an overpay for Corliss End at this moment in time. But it's what you need. If you look at the rest of my roster, I have Barkley... I have, I think I have a couple other backs. I have Bar. No, you don't have Barkley. You I don't have, have McCaffrey. Yep. Dalvin's on by. I have Dalvin. I have Dalvin McCaffrey, Etienne, Aaron Jones. Yep. I could spare. Like obviously those guys haven't produced at the level I hope they would. And Ramondre's honestly been the second best running back on my roster outside of CMC. CMC's look solid. Yeah, but I must admit my wide receiver core needed a little bit of help. I had Deontay, Ayuk. Ayuk, which had a good week last week, but I can't depend on that every week. Allen Robinson. Which I think I have him getting dropped for somebody I'm trying to pick up. Like, I think I'm cutting ties. Really? Um, yeah. And then I have DJ can I guess, Moore. Can I guess who you're going for? Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's pretty easy. Who? Alec Pierce. No. Robert Woods? No, he's on waivers? He actually is. Yeah. I should probably go get him. No, it was wrong. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on the right. I don't even remember. But yeah, I had to make a move, so I did make a move. Um, I think Alec Pierce is on waivers. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to look at. I still don't buy in. I don't know if they're going to play the style of the pace of game for three viable receivers ever again. I, I don't I don't need receivers. With JT need, coming back, too. Yeah, I don't need receivers. I need, if anything, another running back, which I, had, I only had one tight end, so. Uh, I had to drop somebody. I dropped. Uh, you know, you know, who I dropped. I don't remember. Uh, shoot, where is he at? Oh, shot light. Oh, which interesting drop, but I, I mean, I don't think I had any other choices. Yeah. I plan on trying to get him back, though. Hopefully, nobody else picks him up. <laughs> the usage. I think the Fournette owner might go after him, but the usage is getting. It depends on who has Fournette. It's getting realistic for him. Yeah. In a redraft league, it's not enough to jump at it yet. But Leonard Fournette goes down. I want to stash him. I love Rashad White. Hey, but chill out, bro. I'm just saying. Chill out. (laughs) If Leonard Fournette goes down. No, I I dropped him because I kind of had to. I didn't want to drop any of my my other pieces. He's not the – he's only one on my team that isn't productive right now. Like, isn't doing what he's doing right now. So, I dropped him. Let's see what happens. I'm actually planning on, uh, after this week, dropping the – Robert Tunyon, I believe. Uh, I just picked up for the bye week for Dallas Goddard. And then after that, I'm... That panned out pretty well for you. What? Robert Tunyon, the bye week for Dallas Goddard. Or was it... Oh, no. Is it going into this week? Because the Eagles are on bye this week. Okay, never yeah. mind. I thought you started this week. I was like, you must be a... Oh, no, no, no. So it's for next week. Yeah. I just have him just kind of filling that spot. So then after that, I plan on dropping him. Um, and then hopefully give Rashad White back unless something else changes. Most of the primetime games are this week. We discussed Thursday. I don't know what's the middle of the day primetime for Sunday. Or the nighttime game for Sunday. Ooh. Sunday night. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Miami Dolphins. That should be Tua's first game back. back. And Um, and because it's a night game, people are saying Pickett might get cleared. I don't think he will. He will. I mean, just just by the trend of this year. Yeah, he will. It'll, it'll most likely be Mitchell Trubisky. Monday night, we that got... That defense against Waddle and Hill. Yeesh. Hey, chill out. The boys combined for 300 again last week, so I don't know, man. No, I'm scared. Um, I mean, I'm scared every week, pretty much, with my Steelers. Um, 
But Monday night, we got the Chicago Bears. Let's go, baby! And then the New England Patriots. <laughs> so I have a question for the... And the New England Patriots. Okay. So I have a question for the schedule makers, personally. Before the season, there was nothing to lead us to believe that the Bears were going to be good. At least with Denver, we could go back and be like, Russ, Judy, Sutton, Albert O, Melvin Gordon, and Javante. Offense, amazing. Defense, Patrick Sertan, um, Ronald Darby. Should be amazing, right? Yeah. What on the Bears' offense made us think, hmm, let us put them in prime time in back-to-back weeks? Velas Jones. That was the, That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, Velas Jones is what put him on the map? Cole Komet is what put them on the map? Mooney. Mooney. Yeah, I don't too. know. I don't know. <laughs> the defense? I, I just don't get how we get back-to-back weeks of Bears' primetime games. Like, I feel like that shouldn't happen. I agree. That shouldn't have happened. I mean, here's the thing, though. You Okay, back-to-back weeks, yes. You know what? Yeah, you're right, you're right. That's the argument. Like, okay, cool. Say it's like week 16, and you have the Bears against the Chiefs or something crazy like that. Okay. I feel like if you're going to put the primetime game with the Bears, you got to put the Packers in there. We're going to watch Bears-Patriots on Monday? Yeah. I'm going to have to watch Bailey Zapp, possibly, versus Justin Fields. With Billy Zapp played well last week. But he played very well. I yeah. will point that out. He did Devontae play Parker play. is the wide receiver one, even though Tyquan Thornton looked good last week too. The rookie that I made fun you, of. You're talking about um, Kendrick Warren? Because he's the best receiver on our offense. I think he's on IR right now. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I think he got, <laughs> I think he got severely hurt. Nah. Um, But that's a weird primetime game. But, I mean, so let me see if there's What's the 325 games? Because that seems to always be... Well, actually, you hope would be the best games, but yeah, you, you got one right here: um, Chiefs versus the Niners. I like that one. Cool. That could have been the Sunday night um, game or the Monday night game. Let me see if, any, if there's any good matchups. I mean, the Browns versus the Ravens, AFC North matchup. Um, Jacoby Brissett and Lamar playing like boo boo right now. He started off hot last week, so been shaky because he hasn't had a wide receiver. I repeat, this always happens. Started the first few weeks, looked hot. Who was out there? Shot Bateman. No Rashad Bateman, now he doesn't look good. But, I don't know, you're, you're kind of bashing the Ravens, but next Thursday, a little better of a matchup. The Ravens versus the Buccaneers. I don't mind that. No. The Ravens I mean, defense, after what we've been having to watch. The Ravens no. defense with Tom Brady, I feel like it could be a get-right game for, for old Tommy B and the wide receiver court. Short week for the Ravens, though. We'll see how they do. I just don't think their secondary can really hold up against... Tom Brady and the, and the receivers. I agree. I feel like they've shown that the potential to get torched. They've been looking a little bit better lately, but yeah. So let's um let's go through our our bet for the week. Yeah, um, I won. won. Yeah, the Colts last did week. beat us. Called it. Um, <sighs> I don't know. There's nothing really super exciting. I'm not gonna do my Steelers to be honest with you. If you want to do your Jags versus the Giants, I mean, I'm actually. I'm needing Jags too, but the Giants uh, are five and one, bro. They're five and one, and I'm just like they can't. They keep doing it. They just keep finding a way. Chiefs versus the Niners. Who you like? Niners. I like Chiefs. I'll do that. I'll do that. I put five on the Niners against the Chiefs. I put them on the Chiefs. I think it's Bang Bang <clears throat> Niner Gang this week. Is it in San Francisco? If it's in San Francisco, I feel a little better about that play. But I'll take them regardless. 
I feel like that defense. Yeah, it's in it's in San Francisco. I feel like that defense is solid enough. I feel like the secondary against Brandon Ayuk, which sounds weird, but the, the secondary against Brandon Ayuk and Debo, I think it'll be I think it'll be a good get right game for the Niners after a very disappointing loss to the Falcons this week. I think it's gonna be a get right game for the Chiefs. I mean, it wasn't a tough matchup with the Bills. Um, I think they're gonna come next week and they're gonna be ready to go. I think also the Chiefs. Well, I have to look at what the linebacking court for the Niners look like because their defense. Missing a lot. They're already going through a ton of injuries. If their linebacking core still has Fred Warner, he is going to be tasked with stopping Travis Kelsey. And I like that. I like that opportunity. Fred Warner, very athletic, very yeah. solid linebacker. So. Could be a good matchup. I'll, I'll ride with the Niners on that one. Hopefully a better week of football. Hopefully some improvements from a ton of teams. Hopefully my Jags, both sides of the ball, can show up for once. Hope my Steelers just keep it up. Travis Etienne, get in the end zone. Low confidence boost for the kid. Christian Kirk, show his head again as a wide receiver one. After we talked all that smack about people doubting you, you're showing us why they were doubting you again. Bring that boy back out. Bring back that dog. I don't know. And, I mean, like you said, a lot of the teams that we've been talking about, Denver, um, who else, the Bengals. Ravens. A lot of teams uh, are just shaky. I, I want to see some improvements for sure. And, you know, I bashed, I, I bashed the Broncos. I bashed Judy, but... I still like him in a way. I know it doesn't doesn't sound like I do. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it at all. But I do like him in, from college, and I'm really hoping that he gets back on that footing. Like I like Sutton, so it really it sucks to see what they're doing. But Ooh, price pick plays for Thursday. I didn't give him one this week. Did you want to? Not really. This game. Oh, unless you really just like a D hot. I don't know if they gave him a line yet. I can look. I don't think they gave him a line yet. What do we? What do you expect the D hop line to be before you pull it up, if there is one? Um, I'm expecting like a 65 yard over. That's what I was thinking. Like so I think in like that a, range. A 60, 62, 60, 65. Um, no Marquise Brown. So, what if they have a Robbie Anderson line, which we didn't even talk about that at all? He threw a temper I, tantrum on the bench. Immediately could, got traded to Arizona. I could care less about Robbie Anderson. Oh, dang. So, Chris was calling it like. Oh, when you throw a temper tantrum and your parents send you to Disney World after. I was like, I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. The records are practically the same. I don't know if I prefer to be in Arizona. You have Kyler, but he has not shown anything that much better. Yeah, you got Rondell Moore, D-Hop. You got Marquise Brown when he gets back, Zach Ertz. What do you think is he think is going to come into a good, good situation and just go off? He sucks in Carolina. He's going to suck in... Um, in, on the Cardinals. Arizona. Imagine he comes out and snaps. That would be a clip. Good for him. Good for him. I already had to clip myself from one of my predictions. If Robbie Anderson, if you prove me wrong, good for you. I mean, I, obviously, one play can really make a week for him. But if I'm looking at it from a whole season perspective, I think you're buzz. I'm not going to lie. I think you're buzz. I don't, I'm not a Robbie Anderson fan. Not even a little bit. Don't like the hair. Don't like... The way he plays, don't like nothing. Um, D Hop is at fifty nine and a half. Oh, that's a definite over. Okay, so so Price Picks is giving out free money this week. So Rondell Moore is at forty eight and a half. <sighs> Zach Ertz at forty seven and a half. I like that. Alvin Kamara is at thirty two and a half receiving yards. I don't like that. I don't like any of the quarterbacks to pass to him. Really, they have Chris Olave on here, so that makes me feel He's good. He's playing. What's the receptions for Zach Ertz? So we're definitely going over on yardage for D-Hop. 
I feel like he comes in and immediately gets the targets. Immediately. Um, Zach Ritz is at five. Ooh, that's a bit high. Don't like that. Alvin Kamara's at four. That's a bit high as well. Diop's at five. I like that a lot. Uh, Rondell Moore's at five. That's a bit high. Okay, wait. So they expect Rondell Moore to get five receptions and only go for like 40-something yards. That's interesting. Um, I can look at passing yards. Kyler Murray's at 245. Not against that uh, New Orleans team, though. Nah, that defensive line's crazy. I do not like that. What's Jameis at? They have Andy Dalton on here. Hey, hurry up and hit that Andy Dalton under before he, before Jameis starts. Really? Nah, they pull it. They pull it. Really? So what they would Andy do, Dal- they would, because Jameis just got cleared healthy. So I was oh. saying, nah, they'll, they'll have it scratched as a DNP. So it doesn't even make sense to try to sneak the line in. The obvious one for me, obviously, that I'm, I'm very excited about is that over 59 and a half for D-Hop. I feel like that's free money. Pair that with some NBA plays, which now it's about to get real crazy. I've been giving y'all football plays. I already did my first NBA play of the year. Went four for five with a tie, so I got five times my money. Not a bad start. But the NBA plays with basketball every day. Okay. Could make for some fun times. Fun times. I already hit on one. I got one running right now. I'm definitely going to check after the recording to see what we're looking like. But I think it was over one three-point shot for Jimmy Butler. He just has to make one three. No, that's difficult for him sometimes. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I know. I'm a Miami Heat fan, and, and that's Jimmy risky. Butler. That's yeah, risky. That's not what he does. <laughs> I know. But I was like, shoot, I'm gonna ride with the boy. One three on opening night for the Miami Heat. I'm going with it. I bet on a rookie. He has been. Um, I think working on it, so. Yeah, yeah. I bet on Paolo Ren. Paolo Banchero. The boy's going to cook me. But his combined stats over 22 and a half. It's a pretty tall, small forward. feel like rebounds will be involved. I think he'll get at least 15 points. He's starting for the Magic. So I like that. I went over five free throws for Cole Anthony. Point guard for the Magic. feel like he'll get in the paint, get a couple free throws. Over 23 and a half combined stats for Evan Mobley. That boy's a double-double machine out there in Cleveland. And I think I, I went with one other play because it was a five-legger. But I felt really good about it. So we'll see Ooh. how that one pans out. But Thursday night, D-Hop over 59.5. I mean, I was going to say. Got to do that. From my perspective, I know he doesn't like it. I actually kind of like Kamara's uh, four receptions. Really? I do. I, don't I mean, because with Andy Dalton, I mean, he's not playing. Shoot. Wait a second. Oh, Wait a second. The entire receiving core is out. You're right. Who are you going to throw to? Chris Olave. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, I Let's think... do that over four receptions. Yeah, because Chris Olave and Kamara, they're gonna, there's going to be dump off because there's literally no other options. Yeah, I was going to say, the past couple weeks, he's had eight receptions. Yeah. And that's because of no receivers. So I actually like that one a little bit. Okay, pair those two up. I like D-Hop. Um... Call that one the, the teal and steel play. We're going to pair those two up. I might throw 30 on it just for times two. Maybe sprinkle in an NBA combination, but... Yeah, there's nobody else that I really like. Yeah, I love D-Hop, 59.5. I love Kamara, over on receptions now that I thought about a little bit longer. To close the show out, Deshaun Jackson signed with the Ravens today. Well, yesterday. How you feel about that? Practice squad might get elevated because they have receivers. You're picking them up in fantasy? Deep threat for Lamar? No? 
Me neither. What's more telling is Rashad Bateman tweeted lull after the news broke. Ugh. Why? Not a very good teammate. Why? I was going to say, really, you're worried about like a 34-year-old that's only good at running past people? Like, what are you worried about? I know. Everybody is like, okay, bro. As of right now, you're the better version of him. Like, I don't Not even like a question. You run more routes than go. You yeah, can do like, everything else. I, I like Deshaun Jackson, you know, from his prime. But, I mean, come on. What are we, talk, what are we talking Why about? Why did you lull him, Rashad Bateman? Yeah. What are you worried about? Please come out and be like, that wasn't what it was for. But it was, the timing was impeccable. Yeah, because I mean, at the same time, like, what, are you expecting the, the Ravens just to be all in on you and that's it? Like, you've been hurt last year. Period. You hurt right now. Like, come on, but they, they, you know they're going to go for a receiver at some point. Come on. You they better, get, you better get used help. to it. They, they need to give that boy help. But, yeah. Tealin Steele over 59 and a half on D-Hop. Hit that. Over four receptions on Kamara. Hit that. And that's coming from me. Yeah, so. I don't even like doing this type of stuff. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's how you know it's a banger. Even though he hit last week again. He not helping y'all. This guy is selfish. Right? I didn't hit last week. <laughs> he be playing and hitting and not helping y'all. I try to help y'all. I don't be hitting. He be hitting. I'm, I'm actually doing pretty good with them. But yeah. I mean, I did what? Josh, Josh Allen over. Stefan Diggs over. And. Kelsey over on receptions. Yeah, easy. Come on. This man was trying to be cute and do Isaiah McKenzie over. Jared McKinnon rushing over. All right, bro. <laughs> we, you, some of us are don't responsible with that money. Don't be cute. Bet on good players. Bet if on you, your guys. If you, if you learn anything from me, just bet on good players. We'll see y'all on the next one. Peace.